The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. The hamster is churning and I got squeaky shoes. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and a street view of your very own. Nice. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have some news to chew through. News. And I have a hopefully helpful hint about uh, making Google Street View work for you. They have an app for that now. For me? For you, for just everybody. For, me, for yes. everybody. If you All love right, Street View, nice. you can just go to town with Street nice. View. Nice. Very nice. But first, some news. News. Wait a minute. Before we do the news. Yes. Do you realize that they're re-releasing, that it's been 40 years since Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I feel very old now. I do too. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I keep hearing that that three quarter that three yeah. note. Yeah. Forty years. They're re-releasing it on September first. Uh-huh. In theaters everywhere. Yes. And but it's like a new remastered print for it's like a four K whatever, you know that. So they just stuff. took it into the shop and they tuned it. Is it a director's cut too, or is it just a technical no, upgrade? No, I think it's a technical upgrade. Although remember they did the reissue. Like, instead of a sequel, yeah. they added scenes to the end of the movie and to the movie. This was like, it had to be like in the mid-80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know what? Uh, that stuff always drives me crazy. Because then, you know, of course, Lucas went b- yeah, wild yes. doing it. Yeah, and then that was just embarrassing. Uh, the, it's um, 40 years. Can 40 years, that? yeah. And now, has Blade Runner done the 4K tune-up, too? Because you know they got to do a new version oh, of Blade yeah, Runner. Oh, yeah, they have. Buy oh, well, yeah, of course they do. I mean, the and last the Blade one, Runner sequel coming out. Of mm-hmm. course they do. I'm sure they're going to do something for that. Because, you know, I, I bought that box set. Uh-huh. Like, all, like, 29 versions of Yeah, it was a box Blade set that had, like, wheels on it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, of course, you know they're going to have to come out with the ultimate, definitive, yes. final Version ultra high def, ultra high def, ultra high def. And you know what I saw this weekend? What did you see on the tube on the Netflix? What did you see on the, on the Netflix, sir? Et, et. Yeah, I saw I about e. that little guy. He's been uh, well. He was at like 83, 85, 82. 82. I think it was eighty two. All right, so early eighties. Because so. there were Yoda references in it and stuff like that. So it was. Definitely, like, right after the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, 82 kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, so, yeah. so is that, uh, is that getting a re-release, too, or you just happen no, to see it No, we just happened to see it. It was like one of these things, oh, it's not, maybe the kids will like it. And I swore that Boom Boom was not going to like it. Uh-huh. Boom Boom likes the action, the splody stuff, Yeah, the whole nine yards. And my daughter, she, you know, she, you know she's more into the, yeah. the princesses and all that stuff. She didn't like it. He... Loved it. Wow. Absolutely loved it. Wanted to watch it again as soon as it was done. It is kind of a, a boy movie. You I think, think so? If you, well, you know, the suburban thing and the boys yeah. rather adventure. And yeah, yeah, Drew Barrymore, you know, in her pre-Charlie's Angels days. Right. Had some lovely scenes. I think she was five when that yeah, was filmed. Yeah, she was very young. But it's it's an adventure. I think I always thought it was kind of a Tom Sawyer, you know, yeah. movies of yeah, the yeah. 80s Absolutely. where the boys get together in this adventure and the bicycles over the moon. Oh, sorry if I spoiled that for anybody. Yeah, sorry about it. But it was a... and and. For this little rubber thing, I think the technology at the time, yeah, he'd be totally CGI now. And oh, yeah, he Super would. fluid, but the technology at the time, it looked very real. The puppet they were using to, to, for the E.T. Yeah. thing and the Linda Hunt voice, it was just very, uh, I guess, and, and they infused the thing with such empathy and the big eyes. And even though you knew it was a piece of rubber, you kind of mm-hmm. felt for it. You definitely felt for it. You start crying yeah. through that thing. Yeah, so and, it's very nostalgic. And, you know, the funny thing is you, you miss things when you watch it because, you know, you're much younger. and yeah. It wasn't a big deal. But I didn't realize that, like, through, like, 
two thirds of that movie, you never see another adult's face except the mom's. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was like, wow, it's subtle things like that. Spielberg just, was in his heyday. Man. Yeah, he was in his heyday. But I think Close Encounters is just a great movie. Yeah, it's just I, I'm actually going to be. I'm going to be there with the baby boomers and the Gen Xers sitting in the audience September 1st watching this. Now, is this 4K release, is this the original original or one where they tacked on the stuff? I have no idea. I have a sneaking suspicion it's the one where they tacked on the stuff. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion. No, there's no pure memories No, because remember in the the first iteration, they didn't show you the aliens. Yeah. They didn't really show you them. Yeah, they made your mind work for you. Right, exactly. But in this one, in the the reissue back uh, back in the day they show yeah. them and I saw the trailer and it looks like they showed them so yeah so so you're thinking of that one yeah I think it's well so September's gonna be a big month I myself am doing a nostalgic thing too are uh, you really the New York Philharmonic announced uh, in May on May 4th actually that they were going to be playing the scores of all of yes. the original trilogy Star Wars movies Absolutely. and I'm going to see the Empire Strikes Back uh, nice. in concert uh, very nice Imperial March you Good choice. That's so. my my son's favorite song. He plays that on Alexa all the time, and I'm not even exaggerating. Wow! It's like oh, Imperial it, Death March, or actually, he calls it the Darth Vader theme. Yeah, well, that, that works. It and it, it's introducing him to the power of classical absolutely. music. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So I guess we should do some news. News, well, I'd, I'd, news. Uh, and get your tickets early for the uh, Close Encounters. <laughs> yes, you know? indeed. Try to get one of those reserve seat theaters. Oh, yeah, nice. with the recliner's chairs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so nice to just have your ticket and know where you're supposed to sit and not have to throw the high elbow to scramble nice. to get one yeah, when the door's absolutely. open. problem with those chairs is they end up getting sleepy. They do, and especially if the theater's a little warm, yeah, too, you yeah. kind of. But, uh, well, just get the big giant soda <laughs> concession stand. It'll only cost you $13. <laughs> That's it. All right. barrel of soda. Yes, the news. news. Now, the European Union continues to fight for the privacy of its citizens. I'm glad someone out there cares about their citizens. Nice. Uh, this week, the authorities there ramped up the pressure on Facebook, Google, and Twitter to rework their terms of agreement uh, for their users to make them actually compliant with EU privacy laws. The EU's concerns focus mainly on procedures that the social media companies uh, had proposed to, to set up for the removal of illegal content on their websites. Uh, the terms limiting their liability and the terms allowing them to unilaterally remove content posted by users. Mm. Uh, you know, they have the whole spe- hate yes. speech law thing they over there, indeed. too. Yep. Those companies were given until July 20th to submit new proposals, and I guess uh, they uh, are still working on that. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they want to have the stuff in place by September. So it's a good idea. So they're they're uh, going back and forth there. Uh, the European Union authorities do have the power to issue fines if those companies fail to comply. And uh, as we know, Google got uh, smacked with a fairly big one uh, earlier indeed. this summer. They did indeed. They are um, still feeling that a little bit. The um, Earnings for Alphabet Inc., uh, you know, the parent company of Google, came out this week. And uh, they, they did manage to report a 21% jump in quarterly revenue. Uh, I guess it made uh, $3.5 billion in net income sales uh, on sales of $26 billion. In one quarter? Yes, this was the wow. second quarter earnings. But it would have been more had it not been for this $2.7 billion ding from yeah. the EU for their antitrust problem. So they made some money, but Alphabet stock share still dipped a little bit, about 3%, uh, based on fears that the company's costs were rising faster than sales. And uh, people were warning that uh, expenses would remain high as more searches shift to the mobile device instead of the desktop. Mm -hmm. So um, who knows if they'll – the advertising revenue that they get, which is a lot, uh, if that will still maintain – 
So they get more revenue from desktop searches than they do? I think they do. Well, I think you wow. can cram a lot more stuff on the desktop. Fascinating. It's just like newspapers. Yes. It's funny how that works. Yeah. For those wondering, Apple's earning report is due on August 1st, and that has some industry watchers hoping for clues about when the next iPhone might be coming out. They're mm. hoping that when they do this uh, report, they will say, oh, and we anticipate blah, blah, blah for next right, month because right, we're right. going to blah, blah, blah. All of these uh, whispers we've been hearing about, oh, it might be delayed. They can't get the parts or they can't get that mm-hmm. technology to work. Might not right. be out till December. Right. The people who are so excited to buy new phones are petrified that they won't be out in the usual September time frame. That are Apple's there people had. that are really like, like looking forward to this? Like they I want think the it's, new phone? Well, it's, it's the 10-year anniversary thing. And uh, I think because gotcha. the form factor uh, has been fairly static since the iPhone 6. Yeah, yeah. they got a little bit bigger yeah, and yeah, the cameras yeah. on the inside got better mm-hmm. and the Touch 3D thing came along. Right. But uh, overall, there has not been the really big wow design factor. And everyone's, oh, I want, you know, the edge of screen. I want this. And and they're seeing what Samsung is doing right. with the Galaxy line. And they managed to really improve their design features. I that think they, they keep getting sleeker. Battery's another issue. Yes. But the the screen stuff especially, and people are like, I want that. And I want a better camera. And I want it to do this. And I want augmented reality. And when we're getting mm. a new iPhone. Right, 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 right. So I think there's that. Yeah, that sounds absolutely logical. Yeah, so so we'll find out. Despite its tussles with EU regulators, Google keeps on Googling, uh, making new things. <laughs> there you go. The company announced SOS Alerts this week, which is a new set of features in Google Search and Maps uh, to help people in times of crisis, doing the philanthropy here, oh. in such a situation when you search on a topic or within an area where a crisis or incident is taking place. Google Search will put an SOS alert on top of the results page with maps, news stories, and if it's available, the uh, local information for like emergency phone numbers, that sort of thing, translation of useful phrases if it's another country in Mm -hmm. case you see stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So uh, depending on how uh, close you are to the affected area, you may also get a notification on your mobile device that say, hey, you're in this area, look what's going on, go here. So I thought that was a, a helpful thing. According to the Google blog, uh, Google Maps on mobile can uh, show these SOS alerts. You'll see a specific icon on the map and a tappable card for more information about the crisis and helpful phone numbers, websites, things where you can get more research on the uh, incident. Mm -hmm. And uh, real-time updates like road closures and traffic and transit updates will be included as well. These new SOS alerts are part of Google's existing suite of uh, public services. We've seen this before, the Google Person Finder when there's a major crisis. Uh, the Google Crisis Map and Google Public Alerts, which I tend to see in searches when I'm looking for the weather and mm-hmm. there's a massive storm coming. Yes, yes. So, uh, so Google SOS Alerts sounds um, useful. Yeah, and now I have that um, Abba song stuck <laughs> into my head. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, sorry. It's now you, you, it you hear things and you nah. trigger it, and oh man. Now, the next version of the HoloLens sounds like it'll be taking a learning leap. Oh. Microsoft announced this week that it was going to be making its own microprocessors, as all the big companies do. And those processors are going to be used in future hardware products. Uh, one of these will include an artificial intelligence coprocessor for its HoloLens augmented reality classes. Wow. Uh-oh. That's a lot of technology on your face. That is a lot then. of technology. Yes, the AI coprocessor will analyze visual, auditory, and other sensor data locally on the device. Instead of relying on sending the information to a cloud-based server for review, so with this uh, extra processor, I mean, to me, maybe maybe not having your sensory data up in the cloud. Is, uh, it's a good is, idea. Keep it keep it close yeah, to the ground I here. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, so that'll be coming for uh, the next version of the HoloLens. You know, I still have total problems with this whole thing. 
with the AI or yeah, wearing well, things on your wearing face. Wearing things or, on your face. Yeah. I, you know, I got a whole thing about that. But I'm you know. I'm still holding out for the holodeck myself. Uh, my, me too. I was actually thinking of that as you were reading that. Yes. So, I want the holodeck. But That's I guess all they, I want. maybe the, they, you know, they got to start somewhere, I guess. Baby so you steps. start with a chunk of plastic strapped to your eyeballs right. and then eventually they figure out how to just put that technology in your brain fair or enough, something. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, let's have some science news science. or some other science news here. Sciencey news. Yes, there is a total solar eclipse headed for parts of the world next month, and Uh-oh. NASA is understandably very excited about yes, this. They're pumped. Yes, the space agency has released a new smartphone app called Globe. Uh, Globe is short for Global Learning and Observations to Benefit the Environment. Wow. Uh, there's using a uh, globe.gov website here. Now, this Globe app uh, for Android and iOS guides users into uh, collecting cloud and air temperature data and reporting it via their phones. Hmm. Uh, all this, uh, they want people to kind of do this during the eclipse just to get a, a big chunk of information here. Uh, the eclipse occurs on August 21st across the entire continental United States, uh, crossing the country from Oregon to South Carolina. It's going to take about an hour and a half, and 14 states will experience um, kind of some nightlight darkness uh, for approximately two minutes in the middle of the day. Really? I know this really used to freak out the ancients uh, yes, when this happened. I don't doubt uh, it, yeah. So, um, and uh, for those who are uh, kind of wanting to mark the calendars, uh, the eclipse enters the United States uh, at 10.15 a.m. Pacific time off the coast of Oregon and uh, gets over to the Atlantic and leaves town uh, through South Carolina around uh, 2.50 p.m. Eastern time. Doesn't have to worry about a travel ban? Uh, no, I think no it's, I think it's uh, got, uh, you know, exclusion from okay, that. Okay, gotcha. So. Good. Stories about Mac malware come up every so often, yes, and they now it's do. time for another one. There we go. Yes, uh, a researcher with the security firm Synac told Ars Technica that there's a malicious program called FruitFly that captures screenshots, keystrokes, webcam images, and information about the Mac that it is infected. But that malware has been lying mostly dormant for years, undetected on Macs, uh, even running security software. Whoa. A little, I guess it's really deep down there. Yikes. Uh, but security researchers, as they do, uh, they poke around, they find things in the wild. Mm-hmm. And this particular researcher uh, was poking around in the code, saw there were some domain names listed, because a lot of times these these malware things want to connect to a server yeah, and upload their it. data. So the researcher uh, registered one of their domains, and um, I guess the hackers hadn't bothered to do it, or maybe it was just a really lazy hacker. Mm-hmm. Maybe it got out of the lab before he was done with it. Who knows? But uh, this domain got registered, and 400 Macs uh, promptly checked in. So those were oh. the infected ones. And uh, the researcher kind of said, oh, all these Macs are checking out, and I guess just uh, looked at the IP addresses of the Macs that responded, but noted that had it been an actual hacker with malicious intentions, so much more personal data could have been collected, uh, like the aforementioned keystrokes, webcam images, and whatnot. Wowzers. How do we get rid of this fruit fly? Uh, well, it's 400 Macs. I think uh, hopefully the uh, standard malware scanners have released updates uh, that maybe dig down. Um, and we'll have more information on our PopTech Jam blog from Synac that explains it. But mm. uh, yeah, I would definitely run a malware scan if you haven't lately or haven't ever. Right. And, yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah, check it out. Uh, I believe uh, Malwarebytes Anti-Malware for Mac is free. Free? Um, it's a, a free program, and there are other freebies around the, the net as well. All right, I'm going to have to do that. I'm freaking out now. Yes. Also potentially spying on you, the Roomba. <laughs> Stop. Yes. Stop right there. Now, you now. just crossed the line now. You just Hey, man, you know, edge. it's not just a, a cat tractor. Oh, it is a, <laughs> it's mapping your home. 
gosh, no. Yeah, so those little robot vacuum cleaners, and you know, as they zoom around your house sucking up dirt, they've also been sucking up this dimensions of your floors and layout of your house. so well. We talked about movies and close encounters. I'm warning you. I'm just warning and you what's out there, man. And now the Roomba's going to kill me in my sleep. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to map every inch of your home and then upload that data to somebody. <sighs> to our robot overlords. Yes. Right? You know? You they, see? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I tweeted you that thing earlier the week about the, yes. the night scope that went face down on the fountain. Things are so bad, robots are killing themselves. Yeah. So so I don't know if, if the night scope had heard about this going on and, and my people, no, or, or what his problem was. It made me think of Marvin the Paranoid Android yeah, uh, from, yeah. from the old uh, Douglas Adams thing. Yes, but uh, aside, uh, the CEO of iRobot, which makes the Roombas, uh, Colin Angle, I think he may have even been a guest on our old show at yes, one point. Yes, I think he was, yes. yeah. He told Reuters that he wants to sell the spatial data called from the visual localization and sensors on the Roombas to other companies. What other companies, you might ask? Hmm. Companies that make smart home stuff, smart home assistants like Google, Apple, or Amazon. Um, Probably the obvious bidders here. But uh, Angle said there's an entire ecosystem of things and services that the smart home can deliver once you have a rich map of the home that the user has allowed to be shared. And he also said that the data would not be sold without permission of the user so far. So uh, do you even have a Roomba, though? Do you have to worry about this? No, I don't have to worry about it. But I was thinking that if I did, I would take a hammer to it as soon as I got home. Yeah, okay. So see, this has saved you some time. Not only do you not have to go out to get a Roomba, you don't have to beat it up and smash it. Right. I don't have to go out and buy a hammer. Yeah. So so see, it's it's a time saver. It's a time saver. And a money saver. Yes. So, uh, but for those who do have Roombas, uh, maybe keep an eye on that. Yeah, exactly. When the light goes on. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And it's watching you. Yes. You know, it kind of follows you around a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Game of Thrones, that came back this yes, it uh, did. just the other yes, week. Yes, it did. Very, very exciting for I was, the I, fans. I was complaining last week about, uh, you know, yes. spoilers, so don't spoil. I'm not, no, I'm not spoiling, but um, they always have the uh, stats on yeah, the Yeah, most bootlegs. pirated. <laughs> yeah. And they are doing well again, Game of Thrones. Are they really? Uh, yes. They're um, number one. They're number one. Yes, it's reportedly been illegally streamed over 90 million times around the world. Uh, oh, the figure uh, is much more than the 16 million figure uh, HBO provided, um, which combines the company's television and uh, its own web streaming services. But uh, other people were kind of, oh, well, you know, this is HBO's numbers. But here, who else was watching? Non-HBO customers. So. Wow. That's, it's a very popular yeah, pirate show. Power, yeah, very popular. Very yeah. popular. And what's HBO doing about this? I, I As much as they can, I think, you know, they, they sort of complain. But, you know, once it gets out there, it's out there. It's so, out there, yeah. You know, true. and then they're all on servers outside the, the country, so... They're not hurting, though. I think yeah, no, I think if anything, it helps. Then maybe it inspires people to buy Game of Thrones merchandise, which maybe mm-hmm. you know they get a cut of. of so it, it, they probably make a little money somewhere along yeah. the line. So and finally, and finally, two notable retirements to mention. Um, there were good times, there were bad times, and there were patch times. And now Adobe is finally retiring its Flash multimedia software at the end of 2020. Wow. That's big. Yeah, this is uh, years and years of, of it having, uh, you know, been this component of browsers. Now, in an announcement on the Adobe Conversations blog, the company said it had informed its technology partners, including Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Mozilla, that it will stop updating and distributing the Flash player at the end of 2020, and it encourages content creators to migrate any existing Flash content to new open formats. Hmm. So maybe like those— Like HTML5? Yes, so, so maybe those missing plug-in messages will, will be yes, a thing of the past. let's hope. Um, but as, as we have reported on the show, uh, Flash has had a number of security problems just over the years. Touch, just and a touch, 
has been problematic. So. It has been, yes. That's so, uh, so, so perhaps this is a good, you know, I don't know if people are going to scream about this going away like they did with Windows XP. I don't think they will. Yes. But, uh, but on that uh, sort of Windows side of the fence, a collective gasp went up in the Windows world this week when news organizations reported that Microsoft was considering dumping the Paint graphics program that's been included with its Windows operating systems for, what, 30, 35 years? Uh, Didn't they just give it an upgrade? Uh, well, this is the original Paint. Oh, uh, no. The, the no, no, you know, no, no, old no. Paint. Um, no, Paint Classic? Yes, Paint Classic. No. Uh, so, uh, because Microsoft announced last week that it was going to actively uh, stop developing Paint, starting with the, the fall update to Windows 10. I think there's Windows 10 Creative Update for Fall or whatever they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, well, that new version's coming out. Uh, and so, with that, uh, the old Paint, the old traditional 2D Paint, uh, not going to make the ride there. So That's everyone just was. Wrong. That's it just started wrong. a lot of, of Twitter, you know, sobbing and, and ranting and all that. And Microsoft kind of um, since the rising panic from the paintballers here mm-hmm. and um, took to its blog to announce that uh, old paint will uh, continue to be available for a free download from the Windows Store. Won't be on the system automatically, but okay. you can go get it and install it as an app. Oof, okay. And uh, many of the features uh, will remain in other places, including its new three-dimensional drawing application, Paint 3D, which paint I guess 3D. it wants people to of to course. use more. And and Paint 3D, I played around with it. It's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, it's not uh, it, bad. It's, it's a very different interface from the original Paint, and in fact, it comes with videos to to sort of show you how to use it. Mm-hmm. But but it's uh, it's there. So uh, the company did say, you know, MS Paint is not going away. In addition to the new 3D capabilities, many of the MS Paint features people know and love, like photo editing and 2D creation, are in Paint 3D. The new app for creativity available free with the Windows 10 Creators update. So they're saying. Yeah, Paint 3D has all the things that you loved in traditional paint, and mm-hmm. it's right there in the app. But if you still want the old paint, you can go you there and store it. Yeah, that's it. So I think in terms of software retirements, both of these things were, were fairly unremarkable. Yes, I mean, very unremarkable. A lot of people made a lot of fuss about it because I guess yeah. maybe they're tired of screaming about politics or something. But Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of screaming about politics. Yeah. So uh, for anyone out there who would like to know more about all of the things we mentioned here in the new segment oh, and a link oh, oh. to the Globe app, you can find it at... I know, I know. PopTechJam.com. Yes. It's a very nice place. Uh, Google Maps Street View. Yes. How often have you been looking for a location where we're going to go to this new restaurant? You look it up on the map. It's like, well, I kind of see the dot of where it's at, but I want to see what the block looks like. I want to know what I want to look for when I'm walking down the street to find this new place. Have you ever just gone right into I, Street View and said, oh, there's what the front of the store looks like? I do it like. all the time. I love doing it, it's actually. Great, it's It's fun. a great thing. It's, it's really changed yeah. the way that you, know, you can recon the area Absolutely. and just know exactly where you're going. Yeah. Yep. In some cases, maybe the photos are a little older because uh, the street has changed, and True. Google does actively go through, I think, every three or four years and uh, rephotograph those areas with their 3D uh, cameras. But I was doing research for a uh, a article for this other publication that I write for right. on Street View. Right. 
And uh, on their Street View uh, website, they tell you when they're going to come through and what areas are mapping next. But I didn't realize that you can actually uh, rent or, excuse me, not even rent, borrow one of those uh, tracker camera things, you know, the backpacks with mm-hmm. the big giant eyeball camera on the top. And, and just walk around with it? Yeah. Well, they, they want you to, to, to map areas that they don't have yet. And so the, the backpack is more for the things where the car can't get to. Gotcha. I don't know if they'll loan you the Google Street View car. I suspect not. That car was parked outside my house for a while. It freaked me out. It's literally sitting on the corner of my apartment building for about a month. Just imagine if that was in the Bronx. It yeah, you see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that camera would have been gone. Yeah. yeah and, and I do like looking at some Street View photos. And just if you look at when they took it late in the day, you can see the shadow of the yeah. car like, going <laughs> yeah. through another thing. It was sort of like a little you know, Easter egg there. Yes, indeed. But they uh, are so into collecting data for Street View, and they've actually released a Street View app for Android and iOS for people who love Street View. They want to make their own. Really? You can do the 360-degree panorama photo spears, I guess they call them. I'm downloading that sucker right now. Yeah, and it's and like with the Google stuff, it's free. You can also get the special 360-degree cameras if you're really into it. It works with a number of those, and uh, we'll link to the sites on the Google page where you can uh, go to find out what cameras work best with the Street View app. But yeah, they they really want everyone uh, who's interested in it, and it is kind of a fun thing to do, uh, to just jump on and, and help out with Google Street View through this app or by borrowing equipment. Um, and uh, I don't think they'll lend me equipment. You really you don't think you're passing along test? Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, within the so. Google Street View app itself, if you just want to sit there and look at 360-degree photographs of places, they actually have a gallery, too. Uh, you can just sit there and kind of virtually... Go to these places, uh, check them out. Uh, if you just need to, like, shut your brain down and you just want to look at pretty pictures, I find it useful for that. Yes. Um, All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. Yeah, look see, it's got that familiar uh, green and yellow yes. uh, color in there. And Boom, it, there it is. Yeah, and it guides you through the 360-degree photography thing if you do want to make your own. So if you are uh, entranced by Google Street View and want to make You mean like, like I am right now? Yeah. <laughs> where I'm ignoring most of what's going yeah, on? Yeah, where you've completely checked out of yes, the podcast sorry. And, and you're doing a 360-degree <laughs> map of the room. Yes. Sorry, sorry. That, that, is, uh, <sighs> that is a little hopefully helpful hint for, for people who love maps and Street View. There is an app for that. It's called Street View. It and is. if it you is. wanted to... Uh, Take your own or find out maybe when Google might be coming through officially to film your area again because you've looked on Street View and realized these photos are four years old, that that building's not even there anymore. Google, when are you coming back? It'll tell you? Uh, you can go look on the Google Street View website. Oh, uh, okay. Then so. I, so I'll know when to wear the horse head mask? Yeah, nice. yeah. Just, and, uh, nice. Although they do have that thing that automatically blurs faces and license plates when they go through. So I don't know if it'll automatically blur your horse head mask. No, I hope not. Because then you could be that cool, that blog that collects weird yes. images in, in Google. That's my Street goal in life. That's all I want. By the way, I need to make an announcement. Yes. Even though we haven't finished it. Have we finished the segment? We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty much done. What's your all announcement? Right, I'm jumping again. I'm back on Instagram. You're back on Instagram? I'm back on Instagram. What brought, brought, brought you back? I'm. Is it the fall shoe season? <laughs> Yeah, it's almost the pulse. You know what? It's just I missed it. Really? And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to get back with the cool kids it's, doing the Instagram fun stuff like you. It's it's a very nice. It's it's a app where you don't feel like I'm not really making a political statement here. I'm not really professing. I'm just taking a picture, right? And you can have fun with it. I don't really use the filters all that much. No, neither do I. Don't really add that much. Yeah. But just, I, I like the Instagram. Just it's If I need a little composition exercise, I'm out walking yeah. around the city. Hey, that's yeah. a really cool angle. I'm going to take this picture. And 
for me, it's sort of practice just on framing things. And if right. I like it, I post it. So I promised myself not to get sucked into it like I did the last time. It's oh, been really? eight months since I was on there. Really? So PR Rosado, folks. All right. So we will see uh, pictures of your life uh, yes, indeed. on the Instagram. I'm going to document every second of my life. I see. Yeah. I should document this now, right? Should yeah. And I? I think you should. Uh, Let me see if I can do the well. Oh, Street View. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I got distracted. Insta Street Shiny, shiny. Mm-hmm. Right, look at this. I'm, I'm doing it right now. All right. Well, I guess we should link to your Instagram page then, too. Since yeah, why not? Why not? And I like yours. You should link to yours, too. Yeah. My, mine is mostly pictures of cocktails and buildings around New York. Nice. But. Very nice. But you have another one that's fun. Oh, yeah. I have a one devoted to plastic animals yes. and touristy situations. Yes. I love that one. Yeah. That, that was is one, that's one of my favorite, to be honest with you. It's a uh, it's a hobby. It is a hobby. All right, we should say uh, we should uh, we should go. Yeah, we we should thank the bros. Uh, we should thank the bros. I got so distracted during this episode. Did you notice that? You were yeah. Well, you had things on your mind. I do. I don't know what's going on. I just got easily. It was like shiny. Yeah. Shiny. Some days are shinier than others. But but in the meantime, thank you, bros, for hosting us yes. all these years. Yes, indeed. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. And thank you, listeners. We hope you are having a lovely summer or winter if you're in that part of the world where it's winter. Yes. Where, and, let me see uh, if I can do this. Can I do this? No, I got the wrong camera. I think you're pointing at the wall there. I am pointing at the wall. Doesn't it turn around? You know, come on, folks. Ah, here we go. Yes. Hello, folks. There we Very go. Nice. I just took a selfie in the studio. Yes. Live in action. Live in action. So until next week when we're back with more. Yes. Um, and who knows uh, what will capture your attention next week. <laughs> I'm J.D. Beerschorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a lovely week. <laughs>